Hey everyone, it's Gooey here, and I'm here with Andy. Hey guys. Um, uh, so we're here, this is going up on uh, a lot of our feeds, a lot of our pod- various podcast feeds. Um, uh, we're just trying to get a message out real quick in light of what's been going on um, in Gaza, the humanitarian crisis, this horrible situation that's been going on. Uh, we'll just do a quick get a quick message out like like you was saying this is a uh, a super super complex issue we're not going to pretend that we're experts i'm no expert mm-hmm. um but i don't think you need to be an expert to just help others if you can and um, any donations are, are going to literally help families children um over in gaza that are uh, either without power or food or homes or all of the above and um you know, unfortunately, they, they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have anywhere else to turn. Um, and uh, it does not look like, as of right now, there's there's a lot of aid uh, coming. So um, anything that we, you know, that, that you feel comfortable uh, donating is, is very much appreciated. Or, or even just like spreading the word about where people can donate if they feel... Um, inclined to do so we want peace for the violence to end but i and i think and like i said not an expert on it but the one thing that i think is obviously true of this is the only way that there could ever be peace for the region is if the palestinian people can be free so i want to uh i just want to clearly support that sincerely wish support the the palestinians and their quest for uh, for freedom as is i mean that's one of the most basic rights that that everybody should have is to be free and uh right now they're trapped and you know not getting any aid and and uh lots of i mean new terrible horrific things are happening every single day it seems like um more lives lost so yes. yeah if, if we can help them out in any way that would be uh that would be great we're hoping that you might be able to uh to make a donation we're gonna attach Mm -hmm. um some links where you can do that and and just to be crystal clear every bit of these donations goes directly to medical aid it doesn't go to anything else this money goes right to children and people that need help um so we're gonna uh we'll attach those links and we'll we'll pray for peace over there and um yeah you know we'll we'll pray that they uh that they get the freedom yeah thank you everyone thank you Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined, not by Dak, not by Doom, but by Gooey Fame. What is going on, my friend? What's up? Oh, Deja not much. Vu. I just got done. I just got done recording a podcast about Alien vs. What? Predator. That's so weird. I, yeah, I know. Exact same thing happened to me. <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, I'm good. This is, yeah. uh, this is take two. I bundled our intro for the podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to slice it together. 
so no one ever knew anything happened so there we go mm. um so we'll yeah thank you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> see, uh, well yeah thanks for joining me uh here today goo this was thank this you is, uh this is a good chat that uh that we're going to have that we're going to have you're gonna future. love it yeah you're gonna, you're love, gonna it. love it yeah. um so of course we're here to talk about uh alien versus predator after a long hiatus alien in oh, review yeah. returns and i'm super super stoked about that um but we've got some plugging to do before we get there yes. and we should we should start close to home i think uh because of course you and i we're on we're in year five year five a virtual theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. So if you if you like these episodes that Goo and I do, and uh, you, you're a fan of Alien in Review, you should go check out Virtual Theater because we got a lot of good stuff going on over there. We just finished Castlevania Nocturne, although actually that's part not one. true. Part one, yeah. We have part two coming, yeah. Which I wanted uh, to say, I sleep. I want to slip in one thing I forgot to say entirely. Go listen to our episode on the Doom movie. Yes, because as I will mention, talking about all these things in in my life kind of blending together, I'm, I went back and watched Doom again, and I'm like, okay, a team of Marines go. It's al- it's aliens, you know. So, um, if you want to hear more of, if you end up liking this episode and want to hear us analyze very similar movies, uh, we've got plenty of them over on Virtual Theater, including Doom. And, and I, I would suggest Doom. Resident even, Evil. Doom is an even crazier movie than avp yes yeah i think so that well that's got a great cast let's let's say that yeah but that's that's, that's neither here nor there <laughs> um yeah so uh so i was mentioning earlier goo since uh, the last time in may of 2003 it's currently november of 2003 a lot's changed uh yes. both in terms of your <laughs> metroid prowess and in yes, terms I'm of some projects there. that you've got going on what's what's going on buddy yeah, so I you gave me Metroid Prime Remastered, and I finished that. I was playing, I, I was playing that alongside. I was switching off between that and Turok on the Switch, and those games were very nice complementary games, and it kind of <laughs> solidified my love for both of them. Actually, I kind of just think of them as like brothers now, almost for some weird reason. Can well, I, not a weird reason, but I, I got to interject actually really quickly, really quickly, because we speaking of virtual theater. We did a review on a movie, which you can find for free on YouTube. Um, a movie called Turok, Son of Stone. This movie yes. blew me. This movie blew me away. It was it was so much better than it had any right to be. So you should check it out if you're if you're looking for a good uh, I don't know ninety minutes, 80, 90 minutes. <laughs> you could do a lot worse than Turok, Son of Stone. So I finished Metroid Prime, and I like I said to you, it was I knew it was going to be great. It was even better than I thought it was going to be. And I don't even know with... I've played three Metroid games now to completion. Dread, Super, and Prime. And I, I think it's like... It's hard to even say what's the best. Like, they all are awesome in their own ways. And it's such it's been so great. So I'm hoping to, you know... I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of switching. I don't really like to go, like, Metroid to Metroid. You know, I like to bounce around. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go back, though, because there's other ways i can get my hands on some of the other metroid games and play them so i'm gonna be doing that um so i loved it and uh yeah and then on top of that you know i have launched a new podcast uh since the last time i was over here then i get a little plugging in yeah let's plug Uh, (laughs) let's plug 
which is speaking of Turok, it's called Flashback 64. Um, and it's a show where we chronologically cover the Nintendo 64 library. Me and my partner McKenna and guests go through each game, talk about its release, talk about what you know what was going on at the time. We have a little bit of history, a little bit of nostalgia, you know, get kind of personal. Um, we talk about our lives. We have guests on of varying like life and gaming experiences and you know we we bring we kind of get different perspectives on the games and what they meant to people and it's been a really awesome fun show we've had andy on yeah. um and, and andy will be on again so <clears throat> i've uh please check it i've out. also been playing doom for unrelated reasons <laughs> yeah. no i mm. i was trying to say earlier before i fumbled our uh, our intro but like um flashback i i think i think it's just like a really great project and it's like the way i was trying to describe it earlier is like it's it's a lot more than like a podcast about N64 games. It, it's it's kind of like a podcast about like like September 1996 or like it, what mm. was going on in the world at that time. It's just like the the anchor is kind of the game, but there's there's a kind of a snapshot of society almost. And, and you kind of have a view through you know like um like goo, you grew up with N64. So you have a view of like your like nostalgic memories, stuff like that. You kind of, you have yeah. some other like guests that are, uh, you know, offering maybe some, some insight. You have McKenna, who I, I think is like, yeah, as you mentioned, like didn't grow up with a lot of N64 games. So a lot of this is contemporary like to her. So it's like, it's kind of like a cool, like mixing pot of different, um, like perspectives and stuff like that. It's, it's a cool formula. And I think that, uh, like for sure, you know, as someone on the outside looking in, I think the, the, the like reaction and, and the success has been like really like really cool so you should definitely definitely check that out you should and i i honestly i want to thank I, I thank you for hosting it uh which has been very helpful to us but honestly we've you know we've seen already some people from the uh omega metroid community drift into like our discord yeah. as well and show up like we had uh old uh Shout minneapolis, minneapolis king. king yeah show up some game nights and everything and so it's uh you know i i appreciate that even though there is no metroid on the nintendo 64 which is a topic we will also will get be there. broaching with you specifically some someday i i gotta figure out like when the time is right like when's the right time to pull the trigger on that but we're gonna i'm sure you guys have talked talk about it to no end but we're gonna we're gonna put our own spin on it and have you come on and you know it's yeah funny so you i'll tease that, that. <laughs> we somebody asked me on um uh, i think it was a great metroid area ranking actually and they were like oh yeah you must have covered a bunch of uh metroid n64 and we've done one episode but we like honestly we haven't really touched it a whole lot since since that time so i don't maybe we might have to recruit you back on for for a follow-up to that Ooh, by the way okay. yeah. by the way the great metroid area ranking is our show over on patreon.com forward slash spnet and that is stolen from this dude right here the uh yes the master <laughs> of the dungeon dive uh mr gooey fame if you are looking for another podcast go to youtube check out gooey's dungeon dive this this guy's crazy he's ranking every single dungeon <laughs> in the zelda series like an absolute madman and we've also been doing that for years now oh too, my like God. three years yeah where uh we're in minish cap right now we're about to wrap that up and then yeah it's on to uh your favorite twilight princess so hey twilight princess hey. has some great dungeons <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give it that 
It has some so stinkers go, go look, though too. I think if you like Twilight, like I'm, I always try to change a little bit about how we cover each game each time. Like, what's a good way, and I and like serve the game well, even if it's one I don't like. So go check it out if like you like Minish Cap, but also if you like Twilight Princess, I think. I'm still working on ideas for it, but I think if you like Twilight Princess, there's going to be some fun stuff for you beyond just the cold, like, this is the dungeon analysis. Yeah. We might do some other fun things on the side. So there you go. Look out for that. All right. Well, uh, we got a lot to get into here, Goose. So yeah, let's talk AVP. I, I feel like the true, I feel like the true resurrection for this franchise was, um, it didn't come until 2012 with Prometheus, but you know, uh, like Alien was kind of in a weird spot in, um, you know, and in, in let's just call it the the early to mid 2000s. Like, I think that you know, after Aliens, you had Alien Three come out, it wasn't exactly loved by by critics. You had Alien Resurrection come out, which I don't think was loved by critics or fans. Um, so it's kind of like mm. a it's kind of a, a weird spot for the series, and and of course it's you know, they're without Sigourney Weaver, who has quite literally carried this franchise on her back for, for a long time. Um, so I think they did what like a lot of video game franchises might do when they find themselves in that kind of weird predicament. And that's, let's get them as a spinoff. Let's get them something different. Let's get them something to kind of like get people talking about alien again, get them excited about alien again. And, and I really think that that's what this movie is really all about so um and i guess i i would uh you know i would offer this insight and i don't know if you would agree with it or not but i think i mean of every single alien film or like in the prometheus franchise and the in the original alien films i think you'd probably be safe to say that this movie has the least in common with the metroid series i think okay. that's fair um Ye- yeah, I, I, I guess so, yeah. Well, and, and I say that just because, like, I think, like, you know, of all the other movies that we've done so far, you can find some themes and you can find some, you know, some other characteristics that that you could go, like, oh, this reminds me of that from Metroid, where I only came up with, like, a handful of connections here, and they're loose connections. But before I maybe go on with what those are, I don't know. Would you agree with that statement? Do you think that's a fair statement? Like of the like, you think of the ones we've done so far. Um, I think maybe I think I think there's some unique things about this that I could maybe make a connection back to Metroid. Like if I if I think I know enough, but I also think um, I, on a lot of yeah, I don't know. I think on a lot of fronts, like on both of the Alien and Predator side of this movie, I think they are they're hitting a lot of like memorable moments and beats from the previous movies that it's like um i think it still feels close-ish enough because it is like a lot of it is like hey remember this remember this thing the the chest bursters the face huggers you know like it's very familiar situations so yeah it still fits for me and I, i like i don't mean to suggest that if you are a metroid fan um that you won't like alien versus predator i think you will because I, I, I think like a lot of metroid fans are probably alien fans and not necessarily vice versa but i think a lot of metroid fans are probably alien fans um so like if you like alien like you'll probably like this movie but i i do think like you know we we usually 
kind of gear up some of these alien reviews and talk about some of the things that we pick out that you know maybe reminds us of of metroid and i i don't really have a lot of those so i would say if like you're looking Mm. for metroid analysis in this movie there's probably a a lesser degree of that than in every other movie so far actually i i was thinking about this earlier today and i i wouldn't say it's almost like a contradictory thought but i was thinking about because so i spent the weekend actually we watched one night we watched predator one night we watched predator 2 and then uh sunday night we watched avp so i've been doing that um i've been immersing myself in a lot of stuff related to doom because on flashback 64 we're covering doom 64 uh doom also uh was a game it actually started off i think they were maybe planning to make it an aliens tie-in game so anyway (laughs) and and that's why they have like marines and stuff like so i've been watching all of these um and like playing all these games and different media that like there's like little venn diagram crossovers between all of them uh and like little inspirations you know i'm watching pred the first predator and it's like a team of over the top marines yeah going and get hosed by this alien you know so i'm i i'm seeing and i'm seeing like oh and you know like james cameron inspired the part of this design of the predators and i'm seeing like all these overlaps and i'm i'm actually almost like just seeing I was I just started to see everything as like a weird web. So it, it it almost didn't feel detached from this didn't feel detached from it because it had like it had the alien and the predator in it and they were doing <laughs> the alien and predator stuff and I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "What is is this for the Doom episode? Like what why am I watching this?" Like I started to forget why I was even watching it because of all the related media I've been like sinking my teeth into, you know. Right. I mean, they definitely share <laughs> some common denominators. Like, there's the Venn diagram would be damn close to a circle, really. Like, if mm. you think about it. Um, so I did. So, like I said, like I, I don't, I don't think that this movie has a lot, like to uh, to offer in terms of like analysis to Metroid. But I do have some some thoughts that I want to get into before we talk about the movie. And I would say that, like, while like the first thing that comes to my mind, and actually, you and I have talked about this over on Virtual Theater. Where it's like, I don't think that this has a lot in common with Metroid, but like, man, is this ever like, this is like, like the video game movie. Like it really is. Like it is such a video game movie. We already actually, you and I have literally recorded ourselves talking about this movie before on virtual theater. Yeah. Even though it's not a video game movie. There, are, I guess there are AVP games. Uh, there are actually that predate this. Yeah, um, that's the thing is too. You were, um, you were saying like they didn't know maybe what to do with the Alien franchise or maybe even Predator, but there was like there was somewhat of a fan sort of hunger for this type of movie. So it makes sense that they would like just like whatever. Let's go with this now. You know, let's try something else. Maybe this could be the new series. You know. I agree, and like I think it was, I think it was a great move actually for where Alien and Predator, for that matter, were in terms of like their franchises. It was, you know, that old saying like the um, I'm going to butcher how this goes, but like the the sum the sum of the parts is not greater than the whole. I feel like the whole of this with like Aliens and Predators made both bigger than they were mm-hmm. separately. You know what I mean? 
Um, I could see that. Which yeah, maybe sounds I think like a dumb least, thing to say, but maybe before I would say after the movie because it had it probably garnered such a bad reputation, you know that. Yeah. Oh well, that's that, a good point. Like I think like after it, like I think they kind of went their separate ways, and now Alien is in a much better spot, and I think Predator is in a much better spot. But I think yeah, before for this sure. movie, both of them were just kind of like in in the dregs a little bit, you know. Um, Which is weird, and. I, I I came for this a little bit more. At, uh, I I wanted to I wanted to see it from the predator point of view because we have oh, no. we had watched this before. No, well, not like that. We have discussed that it's predator propaganda. This is written but, by. Uh, pre- I've written. I wrote that down like eight times. While I was making notes. There was there was another part that really stood out. To, anyway, before we get to that, um, I I wanted to because last time we watched it, I had watched I had seen recently all the alien movies before it, and I was like. And I kind of had now, and I've watched them all again too um, to talk with you. So I was like, oh, I kind of want the context. This is, again, kind of what we're doing on flashback, where I was like, I want to get the context. Like, where is this coming from? From the the point of view of the Predator series. Mm-hmm. And there's only been two movies, and I watched them both, and I was like, these both both like whip ass. Like these are both incredible uh, movies. I don't, I think maybe part two is like not viewed as well but like um, watching it back at the time I, it wasn't but now it's now it's, it's so games. it's so sick so it, it's kind of interesting that like it all it took was like one not as it, it's just like i think the alien series like garnered so much more positive uh reception like based off of just like the first two movies that right um, it took it took a little bit more to like put it put put it down to this state where it's like it's now it's like what is this series you know it took like two weird movies for predator it took like one that people were like yeah on, and it's like yeah we're, we're done with predator <laughs> well, I, I mean like i i don't know if you would agree with this and i i have not watched predator in forever and i i don't know if i've ever seen predator 2 if i have i like, I can it's, picture, like, some dope. scenes, but I, I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched it start to finish. <laughs> but my point is, like, particularly with Predator 1, like, I think Alien and Aliens are, like, both probably better movies than that. So they have a little bit more, like, yeah. runway, I, I guess. I'd agree. But I would say if I was ranking, like, if I was mashing both the series together and then ranking them... After Alien and Aliens, I would have Predator and Predator Two, and then like anything else. Like I think yeah. they're, like I think they're really good, but I I do see why they're like, yeah, I get it. They're not viewed at as like as um, prestigious, you know. You know, off, off topic a little bit, but um, I really liked Predators actually with Adrian Brody, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't who else recall is it? Topher, much. Grace, it. I think was in there. Topher Grace is in it. Yeah. That was that was like a sick movie. Actually, it was way better than it had any right to be. And, and of course, uh, again, Goo and I have done an episode on this uh, on uh, Virtual Theater's Patreon. But pray that movie was awesome. Actually, yeah. So I was I was kind of looking. I I thought I found a trailer for Alien Romulus, and then it was like some crappy fan trailer. And uh, uh. and I was like, I was kind of looking into Romulus because it's supposed to come out in August, but like nobody knows anything about the movie. And I was like, God, this is like some hulu original movie like this this is probably not going to be good and then i was like well you know what prey is is a hulu original movie and that movie was awesome so yeah yeah maybe it's got some uh some upside prey is really the movie that it's now like that was at the point 
where I feel like it was more compared to, comparable to how Alien was before EVP, where yeah. before Prey came out, it was like, what's going on with Predator? Like, there was that sh- the Shane Black one that, like, was, like, not reviewed well at all and now but yeah anyway that's a whole that's a whole predator maybe we'll uh, start predator in review after we're done alien and review. Yeah. that'd be cool well i think you know there's so much like i don't know you can't really say it directly influenced anything from metroid but there is so much overlap between at least predator and aliens like that they they share very a degree apart of separation to it that but yeah. still connected in a sense um and there's there's hunters right in um metroid right there's the bounty hunters it's funny he's not like a hunter but okay it's funny you say that because i was gonna try and make this could be like a straw man argument a little bit to be honest but like i was like well the only the only metroid game that i feel like avp is even a little like is metroid prime hunters and and i say that just (laughs) because like metroid prime hunters you know, it's it's kind of a schlocky game. It's like the single player is very. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It's half baked, right? Like the the is premise it, is like a seven out of ten type game. We're talking here. Or... I, I mean, the single player campaign probably seven out of ten at best. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and and people are gonna hate me for saying that, but I think it's true. Um, the the okay the draw of that game was like the multiplayer kind of you know, fights between hunters, which I, I kind of feel like is emulated a little bit here with like the draw of this movie is the fight between alien and predator. Obviously that's what it's called. Um, mm-hmm. So in that kind of sense, like it gives me a little bit of uh Metroid prime hunter vibes. I mean, hunters also has like, like a very almost like sort of similar story in the way that it kind of gets all of its principal players together in that, like in Metroid prime hunters, Everybody picks up this distress or this this beacon or whatever it is. And that's just like, if you want the ultimate power, come to this location. And it ends up being a trap. It's not true. But that's kind of what draws all these hunters to this location where, I mean, this this movie isn't exactly the same, but it's like this big mm-hmm. beacon and like all these guys are drawn right to it. So, I mean, of, of any Metroid game, I feel like Hunters is probably the one that that bears the most resemblance to avp although i would also suggest that watching like watching this movie it kind of um it almost made me feel like this was like the super smash bros subspace emissary type where you just have like these like crazy mm-hmm. cutscenes of like these characters that shouldn't be together but they are and it's awesome and they're fighting and it's just like it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be like canon, but it's just cool. And you're just like, sweet, I'm down for this, you know? Yeah, I think watching it, it makes it makes enough sense for me. You know, like they're there. I like rewatching it. I think I like noticed a couple things that like kind of I didn't work for me that well. Um, that really none of it had to do with like, like the canon or the plot or whatever. Like that was all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was all fine. I, it's missing for me just some very, I don't know, like more aesthetic things, I guess, of anything. Because that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm t- tuning in to this movie to see is like the cool alien and predator stuff that I like in the other movies and to see them fight, which yeah. they, the, the fight, the fights are cool for sure. Um, I would agree. So I, I, I like this movie, but I think like upon rewatching it with, with a little bit more, 
of a of a critical lens, I guess I'd say. I I came away with three things that I think this movie is lacking, which kind of holds it down a little bit. Which we we don't have to talk about them now. We'll we'll kind of get there as we get there mm-hmm. in the movie. But um, yeah, I think if they I think if they built upon these things, it, it could have been like even even cooler or like even better. So. Um, I just think the lore, like it was, it was like I think I said this back when we recorded our first one, but it felt like they were like just they were like going for it to try to like come up with like a a decent way that would make sense why these two things would interact, and it, at the time it could be conceived of as canon or whatever. And I like to it to me it felt like them not. Like even though it it does like kind of have a lot of major canon implications, it didn't feel like them trying to like uh, just throw some any old crap out. Like it felt like them tr- kind of like honestly trying to marry the two yeah. franchises together, you know. And I think that you said early on this is like a video game video game movie, and I think it comes from the fact that it's a Paul W S Anderson movie, and I think we've seen in in all of his movies that we've covered, like even if he changes like the lore around and stuff like that, you can tell like he, the things he's like adapting and stuff like he thinks are awesome and he wants them to come off that way. And so that's for me, all it takes really is that like, yeah, he's trying to make this fight between the alien and predator seem awesome or this Mortal Kombat, or Alice, <laughs> or his wife in yeah. Resident Evil and Monster Hunter. like, <laughs> And he thinks the worlds are cool, you know what I mean? And I think, like, you know, it's not it's not always, like, 100% like, achieve, he doesn't fully achieve it every time, but, like, I can tell he's going for it, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Like, the, um, like, you look at the story of this movie, and, and like, this movie is clearly a spinoff, right? Like, it's, it clearly, I think, is intended to exist outside of, like, the the hard canon uh, in both franchises. But, like, you even look at this movie and it's, like, nothing that happens here necessarily contradicts anything that I can think of in Alien. I don't know about Predator. I'm not as well-versed in Predator, but, like, like the, the only the thing I can thing, think um, of is maybe humans figure out the existence of of the xenomorphs earlier but if that even happens at the end of the movie i'm not sure if it does well they all, they all die you know like well, that's what i mean but like i don't know i was yeah. thinking like maybe she's telling like maybe she's going to like cnn and being like i'll give you a hundred billion dollars if <laughs> right, i'm wrong yeah. but if i'm right there's an alien queen at the bottom of the arctic ocean right now like yeah yeah that it, it i think yeah it doesn't really until they get to the later movies where they're like kind of revamping it like i get why yeah. they're like let's not take it because it is like what they come up with is kind it's like not, not kind of it's like pretty dumb i would say but i would say it's not i don't know <laughs> i feel is, like it works like it's... here's here's the ridiculous sentences i think it's dumb but it's not stupid <laughs> where it's like it's it's silly it's it's goofy but like like i said it feels like okay that's like a fun way to like it's alien versus predator you know what i mean it's yeah. it's inherently a little goofy for sure i i'll tell you this for free i remember seeing freddy versus jason which i also love that yeah. movie rock yes and <laughs> i I have no idea how they oh. justified bringing them together, but I know that it was not as good as their 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 justification for bringing Alien and Predator together. So, I mean, yes, take I'll, that no, for what I, you will. 
I'll defend that, but that's another story. That reminds me of, though, one thing I feel like this movie is missing, because it's something that happens in Freddy vs. Jason, and it's something that happens in uh, Resident Evil's pretty much all of them, is there's no new metal in this movie. I wanted at some point, when they're facing off, there to be like a like a seven dust song in here or something or like, you know what I mean? I think there's seven dust in Freddy vs. Jason and there's a, a perfect circle in resident evil. I can't think of any music well, at all. That was in this movie. I don't think there was any. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like yeah, they needed like, there was some, they needed uh, a banger playing with like the, alien I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a fatal flaw for me. <laughs> Which is surprising because Paul Paul W usually knows kind of what what's up. He he knows what what sells. Yeah, he had some heavy metal even as far back as Mortal Kombat. What's going on here? A rare Paul W S Anderson miss. Uh, yeah, in this category. <laughs> okay, let's get this movie started here. Well, we don't have to go like beat for beat for beat, but I I took some notes uh, about what was happening mm-hmm. going on, and I think for the most part the story's pretty. Pretty breezy, pretty fun. Um, yeah. And uh, one thing that I immediately wanted to shout out. So so you kind of meet all of your your cast of characters at the very beginning. All the, the various specialists and, and engineers and people that are going to assemble this dream team. And, and, you know, we all know what's going to happen to these people uh, yeah. on the roster. But I do love that playing the role of Nick Fury in this uh, particular uh, ensemble is a guy named Colin Salmon, who is... I just love this guy. I loved him in Resident Evil. I love him in this movie. Mm -hmm. You would know him as the guy in Resident Evil who gets the laser grid to the face. Yes. And and he dies kind of early in that movie. And spoilers, but he dies kind of early in this movie. Actually, in in a very intentionally same way. But But uh, I I love this guy. Like, they don't show it. I was kind of mad. Like, I want to see this guy get cubed again. I want to talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're you're not <laughs> wrong. They, they don't show it, but but I do. I don't know. I do. I do like that guy. He's he was in something else we've covered too. I feel like I can't remember exactly what, but I feel like he he like I think he might be a Paul guy. You know. I I mean I think so. Like directors usually have their <laughs> guys. I I know that he was I in a couple him. James Bond movies. I know that. Oh. Um, okay. But I can't remember which ones they were. He's also been in uh, Punisher Warzone. <laughs> oh, he was right because they. Re- I remember what it was. It's like in Resident Evil Retribution, they like they cloned, you know, like Michelle and him, and so oh, that's, that's what I was right. thinking of. He, he comes back in that, which is so. That was so awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I just wanted to shout out. Uh, Colin Salmon for for being a cool dude who who always seems to just see kind of you know he can't stick around too long in a movie before he meets a terrible fate but uh, I just I wanted to give him his due Anyways, he deserves better yeah so um so we're recruiting all these specialists all these uh, people that are going to be going on this mysterious yeah. expedition and um, they recruit a a scout named Lex and she's kind of our main character here and mm-hmm. um. I know I was going to talk about it later, but I, I think I'll just talk about it now. Actually, I think this is where the movie's first flaw kind of comes in because no, 
I, I think Lex is fine. The actress who plays her does a, a fine job. It's just like she's not... Um, I don't know. She's not... Well, I mean, she's not Sigourney Weaver. She's not Michael Fassbender. Mm. She's not Schwarzenegger. She's not Danny Glover. She She's just... <laughs> She doesn't. I, I felt like she didn't have kind of that same lead leading person quality. Um, okay, which, which I guess makes sense because like this is clearly more of an ensemble movie. But I I think like I don't know. I guess I was just well, kind of so, like so I, are I those want, other movies? Yeah, you're right. And like, but they they have that like clear star among them, right? Like the one that you could kind of. I don't know, like rally yeah. behind, I guess, in a sense and, and whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think Lex was fine. But the whole time I'm watching this, you brought it up. I'm just like, dude, it seems like Paul W. You should just cast his wife. Right? Yeah, like, true. She would have been sick. She would have been awesome. I, I actually liked I liked the actress and the character and stuff. I had a, I had a for me what stood out more that was bugging me more was that because she had a similar kind of ripley thing where she she knows like really what they should be doing but no one's listening to her and i thought she did a a pretty good job like with that obviously like sigourney weaver is like a mega star it's kind of hard to live up to that but i think that would have that would have been totally fine but i felt like the actual like crew they assembled like that's that's where it's like this like you have both in um in aliens and predator you have this these team of like these really memorable like ridiculous marine type characters and there's a couple people I like the, the guy you just mentioned I like but pretty much everyone else in in the ensemble well and and Waylon obviously but like everyone else it was like they were just so they were very like bland to me and that stood out yeah. more because i feel like those characters need to be like you need to like you don't know much about like um uh bill duke or whoever jesse ventura and predator uh but when they die like you you get a such a sense of their character uh because of how they're just so like memorable and over the top, I guess you could say. Whereas, like, a lot of these guys were just kind of... Like, bottle cap guy was, like... He was yeah. not doing it for me. You know what? That's a good point, actually. And I think... I think if you had a more, like, developed or a more, like... I don't know. A, a cast of characters that you cared a little bit more about, you would be fine with Lex as your lead. Because, like, she is likable enough. Like, I, I don't dislike her. But I, I think that if you don't have that, then I feel like you need someone, like, really charismatic and, like, really, like, just just rocking, like, a rock star in that lead role. And I don't know mm. that she quite got to that level for me. Um, this is, like, a, a a minor critique. I would say it's probably my, my least of the three. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, like, every single character is, like, so so paper thin which i mean like whatever right like they're just here to get slaughtered by aliens and predators but but if they're like memorable it's okay like i think of yeah. even in um paul does this in his other movies too like he had the sort of like like resident evil is kind of like trying to be like aliens but with zombies it, and it's trying to be like this it's like this movie but even there you like some of the, I think it's a budget thing and like the actors they don't it's not like they get the greatest people I don't want to diss 
anyone in particular, but like, you know what I mean? But I know what you mean. Even in Resident Evil, you had like Michelle Rodriguez, who was so awesome in that. Um, and you mentioned Alice. Obviously, I like Mila Jovovich a lot, but like, yeah, here it's I get it. It's sort of a it's sort of a they're not getting it is what it is here i mean, they have actors, a small you know? budget i'm assuming yeah but uh, I, I feel like they still could have gone for it they could have gone harder i think even if it was worse <laughs> i don't know i i don't know i, I think so i i agree with you and i i, I want to save my second point actually until we get there but um i i agree with you and i and i think there's something that could have tied it together but um Let's do, let's get this movie going here. So so we have all the all these guys. They're all together. They're all meeting. They're in the Arctic, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, which there's a sick oh, shot yeah. of this boat like crushing through the ice and stuff like that. I thought that looked very cool. Um, that looked awesome. You you asked um, what doesn't like. There's nothing that really like doesn't fit with Predator. But one thing that um, McKenna mentioned, and, and I think with the benefit of Predator is we don't know we don't know much about like the predator society after predator one and two it's very it's very you don't know much it's just you're really fighting a guy mm-hmm. and and it blows up at the end so you don't you know we don't know um but they do figure out that like oh they they prefer like hot environments like like the jungle and um it, they're they're in la in the second one like where it's warmer you know like so mckenna was like why would they be in antarctica but they they show they have other pyramids and those get blown up and and it you know we don't know there might be ice predators it dude i I think there is man because like in predators there's all these different predator factions right so you know plus you got in prey you got the predator i mean this dude's hanging out in calgary alberta in the 1700s that place ain't tropical you know yeah yeah so and and even in the different movies like they often show them like Oh, this thing you thought was true about the predator, uh, it's not, and they, they, you know, fool people with that. So, yeah, anything could happen with the predators. Um, <laughs> we get, I, I love, I love me a good team debrief scene, and we get a great one here, mm-hmm. which actually they they almost use the exact same scene in Prometheus, which we'll we'll get to at some point. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, just just a good old fashioned team meeting where Lex kind of asserts herself as like the, you know, the leader of the bunch, and she's gonna, she's the only one with sense enough to say like, oh hell no, nah, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. Um, but eventually, it's kind of guilted into going, which too bad. Yeah, they're like, yeah. well, everyone's gonna go, and they'll probably die if you don't yeah. come. So, and she's like, all right, I'll go. Um. So so the premise here is that. The Wayland Utani Corp has found a large heat signature in the Arctic uh, tundra, and it's like two thousand miles or kilometers or whatever under the ice, which is outrageous. And they've and they've done some uh, some monitoring, and it's a big mofo pyramid, which is so awesome. I love this. I love this idea. Like it's just it's kind of <laughs> schlocky, but like it's just it's so great. Oh. It's like, absolutely schlocky because it's got that they they've got the pyramid down there. Yeah, they, they see that right away. And this is jumping ahead a little bit, but they see the like, oh, it's uh, it's Cambodian, it's Egyptian and it's Mexican. Like, oh, all the pyramid. It's got that like same trope of like, oh, the ancient aliens taught people how to build. But it's 
it's it makes it just even more schlocky because it's like I, all the I cultures they taught them all yeah uh i guess that's part of that myth too but like you and like i don't know it's it's so ridiculous but okay i'm like sure why not yeah i i eat that stuff up i i love it it's like it's schlocky it's it's kind of tropey but man i it works for me like like every time so i'm, have- I'm loving life here you have those so ridiculous scenes later where they're showing the flashbacks of like the pyramid stuff. I I, I was like, uh, I love, I this. love that too. <laughs> I want to talk to you about someone in this movie who actually mm. I thought was the best character, and his name is Bishop Wayland, and yeah, he it it is like really interesting the character portrayal of Wayland here because I mean you say. Wayland Utani, or or just Wayland to any alien fan, and the the immediate connotation is like evil corporation or evil CEO willing to expend human lives, willing to you know cutthroat. And I don't know that that's necessarily the characterization of Wayland in this movie. Yes, he is telling everybody that like you know, there's significant risk and that they may die. Like he, but he's very upfront about it. And he's, he's just like, listen, if you want to go, you can go. Um, like he, he, he was like, dare I say, kind of like a gentleman in this movie and, and brave as well, which is, is not like attributes that you can say about, I don't think any other Wayland in any of the other movies. Yeah. Was Did you kind of get that same kind of vibe from him? Yeah, it was more of a like his motivation was like his his legacy, you know, he wants to like discover something great um cuz he's dying or whatever. Um but I almost yeah, I don't know. I felt like there should have been a little bit more of a maybe of a a, a darker edge to him a little bit too. Like I feel like he was a little bit like he was almost kind of one note. Like I I like the portrayal and I'm obviously um you know he's he's a legend just for the series and everything and and i i I love his performance in general but i think yeah the character like especially because of the way he goes down uh i'm like i feel like that would have been a better ending if if you if he had a little bit more of a mean streak you know what i mean like just something a little bit more um yeah you know like like i can see it um but I, I don't know. I just, I think I was so, I mean, first of all, I was just charmed to see like, uh, Lance Hendrickson back in the alien yes. franchise. So like that, that immediately, and for anybody who doesn't know, obviously he plays Bishop in aliens. Um, so that, that I feel like kind of worn, like warmed my heart a little bit, but then like, he's just, like I said, like, it's just such a, I don't know. It's such like a, a subversion of what I expected that mm-hmm. even if he was kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to say plain, but you know what I mean? Like, even if he, he didn't have like a whole lot, he was just kind of like your benevolent CEO, maybe not benevolent, benevolent, but like, he was just like a, not an yeah, awful villain. Yeah. He, he wasn't what, like, he wasn't like the worst guy in the world. Put it that way. Even couple like, things. I just thought that was like a cool subversion. So I, I like that. What, what I liked about him. One, one minor thing that I didn't notice the first time we watched is he's sitting at his desk and he's holding his pen and he's doing the the he does the little knife with thing the, with his hand to his yeah. hand. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but Bishop. So Bishop is his middle name. I think it is. Um, 
Uh, and one thing that I thought was interesting is because um, his character is kind of like concerned about his legacy. Like, I think there could have been more about that as they do have. Um, what other movie has like the Whalen character? Was it Prometheus? It's Prometheus. Yeah. And and there's something there. I think that does it a little bit better. Like the character. I feel like the characterization is a little bit better there for that type of character. But the, the yeah. idea that, um, like, so, so it sort of implies that, like, the Bishop android is based off of him, which is kind of a trope you see in other things of, like, like cre- people creating, like, android. Like, that happens in Star Trek with, like, Data, like, um, and they kind of get into, like, then the psychology of his creator and why he created an android, like, exactly in his image. Like that looks exactly like him, basically another version of him. And I think it starts to it doesn't get into it in this movie, but it makes you think of that sort of concept of like uh, and I think with the character of like who's concerned about his legacy and stuff like that, like that could be a very interesting thing to sort of like want to (laughs) psychoanalyze a bit. And it's just interesting to think about then, like if this were to be canon, like the implications of like Bishop being based on him, you know, and like him wanting to, I don't know, live forever or something. I don't know. I feel like that's cool. I didn't even think about that. That's like, that's kind of like a cool um, ingredient to throw into the plot. That kind of makes me like this character a little bit more, actually. I, um, I think it's, it's cool because it feels like it could just be like a little Easter egg and it works as just that, but it, it gets you thinking about yeah. it's, it's a case where I think the lore is actually kind of cool because it sort of, informs the character without like i said like i don't think they really hammer that hard in the movie or anything um, maybe it's better that it's <laughs> it's subtle <laughs> and i and i think that that's like the the great quality that a spin-off can do is like is stuff like that where it's like is this just an easter egg is it just a reference is there something maybe a little bit more to that that's kind of like a, a unique attribute that spin-offs can can achieve to kind of get you talking about something that might just be otherwise like kind of I don't know, not a big deal. So I, I like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I was down with uh, with Wayland in this movie, which is mm-hmm. not something I was expecting to say. And I think I remember saying that when we recorded last year about AVP as well, but I thought that it was worth mentioning again. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. It probably so is yeah, the most interesting of, of them. I, but I, yeah, Not that that's saying much, but I mean, yeah. you know, take it for, for what it's worth. Um, our team is in the remotest of remote places in uh, the the Antarctic, and they find uh, is it the Arctic or the Antarctic? Actually, I, can, I don't remember. Whatever. They're in Antarctica. Yeah, there's okay. penguins. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. So um, they they find some town. Actually, it's abandoned town, complete yeah, houses, like a everything, whaling station or something. Yeah. Yeah, and wouldn't you know, they find that somebody somewhere has already drilled 200 kilometers deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but there ain't no drilling equipment. And uh, the, the drilling expert there is just like, <laughs> this is more advanced than, than we could ever imagine. I don't know who could have done this. So, I mean, right away, we got some aliens. We, and we know, yeah, we, we know, yeah. <laughs> we got a good ice tube going. Oh, what a classic moment. Classic. <laughs> a classic Ice Tube moment. Probably the second greatest Ice Tube moment that I can think of. I will say later, 
when we're coming out of the ice tube, I was I was cackling. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're f- <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit more later. But um, you know, speaking of penguins, by the way, that absolute jabroni with the flash camera. He I, he's supposed to be like an engineer, or something like that. And this door yeah. like breaks the. So Lex lays out three rules, and this guy breaks the first rule like immediately. He's just like, he's like, yeah, I don't, I can go somewhere by myself as long as I got my camera. Ugh. And he finds a penguin, which is a great gag. But uh, yeah, I was just like, come on, jabroni, jeez, Louise, you gotta have people acting out, acting dumb, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we uh, we're going down, we're going down into the hole, and. They find the pyramid, and this pyramid looks sick. It looks so cool. I mm-hmm. think that it there's there's just something about a good oh, yeah. pyramid, you know. So you were saying this is the this is the movie that feels like the least like Metroid, but at, watching it, I was like, this is the out of all of the games or movies we've watched so far, this one would make the best metroidvania <laughs> style game right well that's what i mean when i'm like it may not be a lot like metroid but man is it an awesome video game movie like every 10 yeah. minutes you have it's like a roguelike like the whole thing resets every 10 minutes <laughs> yeah true it's there awesome is something, there's something to like and this is before because until now there there hasn't been a movie that's tried to like explore the origins of the alien and so I think they saw that it's like, oh, this is a good opportunity to, like, tie our franchise together because they both have vague lore. But yeah. it sort of has a thing like not not like Prometheus exactly, but that thing where it's like it's sort of leaning into the lore and like the old, you know, the old uh, architecture and stuff like that. That makes me think a little bit of like Metroid when you're finding like old ruins of uh of a former civilization you know yeah you know it's got, what, a, okay. it's got a little bit there yeah you're right actually you're you're spot on that's that's uh that's a good point i would say so i have a, a second critique of this film that i think is an appropriate time to bring up right now i wish that like there was some cooler lighting inside the pyramid so that you could see yeah, all what of the, the hell? stuff better you know what i mean yeah i thought yeah, I thought it was decent, like, overall. Like, yeah, they did a good job of it seeming, like, like cold and yeah, uh, dank, <laughs> I guess. But, like, yeah, like, it, it got that across. Um, I had a, I, I felt like when they were, you know, in the final fight, when they're back up on, on the land, it reminded me a little bit of when we were watching Rampage, and it's just like, oh, it's, like, gray and cloudy out here. Like, what's going on a little bit? A little bit, um, yeah. At least, like, there was some, like, I don't know. There was like uh, legible, like, like it had a cool look and stuff like that. And you could kind of make out like what's going on and the action and stuff. And it looks slick in ways like Paul movies, like, to, like they're very, like they try to go like the sleek designs and stuff. So I thought, you know, overall, like the sets and stuff look cool, but I could see the lighting and stuff like that. I mean, that was my only, like, I think the sets all were, were fine. They were, they were fine to like really good. I think it's just like the pyramid. I thought like to your point, like there's so much detail or at least it looks like there's so much detail, but like you just, you have, you have kind of a hard time seeing it. And like, I I mean, I don't know what their in universe like justification would have been, but I don't know. Like maybe like 
get some like cool green mood lighting in there, like red, <laughs> like get some right. torches or something. You know what I mean? Like something to kind of make it look a little bit more alive and a little bit less like I don't know sterile. And I get that's probably the point, but uh, mm. I don't know. I guess I I know I guess I understand why they didn't. I just didn't really like it. Mm. Yeah, I think if there if we're talking, I have the other fatal flaw for me is another. It's more of an aesthetic thing. Um, I mentioned the marine stuff that is in both the franchises that should have carried over like the ridiculous Marines. But also one thing I noticed now having watched predator is in both the predator movies. One, there's a lot of sparks and explosions. There's a lot of explosions that make really cool sparks and it looks awesome. Like they always, they have amazing that. I think that could have also, that could have been a good, way to do that in this where it's it's a dark movie but then you have these crazy you know booms and like things that light it all up and stuff and that happens a lot in predator just some amazingly mm-hmm. cool looking shots where you have just like this explosion the sparks come out G- great look and then two also in both those movies they have many crazy wide shots of people falling for a long time whether it's off of a cliff in the jungle or off of a building and I'm like, and those are always like, like, oh man, not enough people falling off of stuff in this movie. I wanted to see, I guess they're inside and it's like, there no high ceilings, but, and like, honestly, not a lot of real looking locations compared to the, the other Predator movies, but I need to see some big dives, some big stunts. Where was, where was that? Um... Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly because it's alien, an alien, a predator fighting, and like the human part isn't really. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get there. I have, <laughs> I have some thoughts on that. Uh, I do. I, I'll shout out the sacrificial chamber though. That was a cool room. That was a cool room. In the, yeah, uh, like in the I think that where they find the guns is like a cool. Yeah, that was like a video game. <laughs> um, so I had a question for you. One thing that I just wanted to pick your brain about and see if you could educate me. So. Basically, at the end of this movie, all of the evidence of this pyramid of the predators of the alien is gone, right? However, that's what it seems like. Yeah, like I'm wondering, like, does Waylon still get credit for finding this? Because I just I can't see him not like like live streaming this, right? Like back to a base or something like there's I I don't know. I'm I'm not buying that. Like, it's just uh, all the evidence is gone. Because he and I brought this up at this point because in the movie, uh, right, right about now, he's kind of talking about his legacy. He's got cancer. He's about to die. He says that he really needs to go and and find something for himself. And um, you know, everyone congratulates him because they they found this pyramid and it's awesome. And I'm mm. just like, I'm like, surely you're like, you know, someone's getting this right. Like someone's someone's right, got I mean, this on they, tape. If they got the readings, someone else. That's that's why I assume like you know they don't have like marines going down there because it's like a seek. He wants it to be like his discovery, but like I would yeah. presume some other agency or something in the world detected this. It's best to not think about it too much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. The next scene we got the captive alien queen. This this was awesome. Yeah. This is a great well, scene. She looks so, so they- slimy and gross. Ah. And it's like unfreezing. That oh, looked awesome. A lot of the great. alien. This is like some of the coolest aliens like we've seen. Uh, 
not not all of them, but some of them look pretty sweet, I think. Well, I mean, like, think about it. The last, you didn't really have any traditional aliens in Alien Resurrection, right? Yeah. I don't think, did you? Um, I, I could be wrong about that, actually. But even, even so, let's just say that from 1997, when that movie came out, to, what, 2007, roughly? 2004? Uh, 2004, yeah, because it was a hundred years since 1904 when the oh, oh the you're, village disappeared. Right. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that's an important piece of lore. Um, actually, it is. But yeah. anyways, my point is that like you know the um technology's kind of advanced a little bit where you can have like a, a more fluid alien because you know when we did our first alien in review, um, and, and Aliens one of my favorite movies, but you're limited in how like. Yeah, you know the alien. Well, and if it's it's that fits the style of that movie too. Like you don't really need. It's actually better because you can't. It's more suspenseful. But in this, it's like this is primarily an action movie where we want to see two monsters fighting. So (laughs) you you know it's uh, gone are the uh, subtle hidden in the darkness aliens. You know. Yes, absolutely. We got CG bad boys and some non. There's a good mix, I think of the effects and i think it overall looks good for being a for being a budget movie you know like yeah yeah i mean lighting aside like i think that the like the movement and and the fight scenes and stuff all look all look great Mm -hmm. um okay so we're about 45 minutes into this movie right now and we you know we saw some jabronis get killed by invisible predators but it it was just kind of like off-screen kind of stuff I i don't even count that um so, but like, so now we're finally kind of getting to it. The aliens are awake. The, the, the team has stolen the predator's weapon. So they kind of got to go in with, you know, just, uh, just their fists and their, their melee weapons, not their guns that's a, to fight them. That's a big reason. That's where the sparks are coming from. We need those guns. For they the need sparks. them. They need them, but they don't have them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, but I do think it's like, it's 45 minutes in the movie is an hour and a half. So it's like half the movie. And I get that they want to you know, to get you there. But it, it does kind of take a little while to finally get some, like, you know, I'm a bloodthirsty bastard. I wanted to see people mm-hmm. like going at it, like immediately, uh, or some humans getting their, their heads chopped off or something like that. So it does take a little bit of time to get going, but, um, eventually we do get there. The team finally gets all split up. And now the kills are coming. That, that first dude who gets surrounded by, you know, he's in like the tunnel, and and the xenomorph pulls off the like the velociraptor from Jurassic Park where like he's looking at the one far away but then the other one comes in from the side. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh, damn." Yeah, there's some good there's some pretty good kills here for sure. Like even before the the predators are fighting them. Yeah. I you know what? I So actually before I get to my point. So I talked about Colin Salmon earlier. He dies again. Um, he gets he gets predatored. He gets the uh, I don't know what it is like a net on him that just tightens up until it smooshes him. It cuts yeah, like into him. We don't see that. We should have seen that. I will say this. I think the biggest flaw of this movie is it's a pretty tame movie, right? And I and I know that that's why they made AVPR, and and I think that was a lot of people's critique about this movie, but like. I don't know. Like, I didn't need, like, gratuitous blood and gore and stuff like that. But, like, it kind of would have been cool to, like, see a few more of these people, like, 
die <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like i i would yeah, say I like so. a good portion of the the deaths occur kind of off screen yeah i will say i will say like especially coming from uh predator like i mean they they usually are like kind of su- at times subtle about it but like you know you've got them like tearing people's he's doing the sub-zero fatality to people you know and so i'm like yeah i want to see some fatalities you know we get good we get good um predator on alien action for sure but that Mm -hmm. obviously because it's like they're a little bit alien and stuff it's it some of those moments that do hit pretty hard and and look cool i like the green predator blood you know coming out and getting all over but that's more of like you know when you see the green blood in video games you know you're like well where's the where's the red blood you know turn the red yeah, blood coat on a little bit <laughs> um so i i don't know i i think that that's like kind of a it's kind of like a running theme throughout this movie about how the fights mm-hmm. are kind of like pedestrian with one with one exception i think there's like one sick fight in this movie which is obviously the first alien versus predator like actual showdown but um yeah yeah uh, the, all that stuff i think is pretty cool that's um cool. i think they do a good job of like with some of those human kills i kind of like the subtlety because they just do a good it's like they're kind of playing the hits a little bit so you know like what happens when uh you know the face hugger show up you know we know now how mm-hmm. the alien thing work we've seen it so many times so like i think they do a good job of like you know how this goes so like you just know what's gonna happen to them and it's like oh dang you know um i like i would have been down for someone getting crunched you know in like the pyramid they kind of tease that oh yeah yeah i I don't know i i feel like some serial killer on this show but like i feel like it would have been like kind (laughs) of cool just like you know instead of like the alien or the predator getting getting the kill it's just like squashed by you know the the pyramid i did like there's like a scene where like the face huggers jump and it does it's very like paul w sanderson trying to do like the matrix style shot where they're like like the badass face hugger jump like you never think of them as like whoa sick but like even he's like yeah let's make him look like shoot him like Mila Jovovich yeah. flying through the air, but it, it's the face huggers. <laughs> and it's so good too because the predator is just like he's not even looking. He's like Psst. he slices oh, it yeah. with his with his little sun gimmick that he's got. It's so good. I um, love the sun gimmick. Yeah. All right, so we we finally get some some alien versus predator action here, and if you can't tell, I'm team alien. So there's three predators that are uh, that are in this pyramid. And there are a whole heck of a lot of aliens. And so the, one of the aliens um, gets one predator right away. He just stabs him right through the chest. This guy's done. And then we see this absolute wicked, wicked fight scene between the alien and the predator. If you're not going to watch this movie, just go Google this fight scene. Cause yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So good. I, I forgot who won, actually. I was just like, damn, who's going to like who's coming away with the victory here? Who's building momentum? Well, they start they start with three predators and they get down to just the one guy, and then yeah, like they take out, they get down to like one alien. Basically, they gotta like team up with, but yeah, yeah. So they they do a good job. It's like it's like fifty fifty booking for a while. Well, <laughs> not necessarily because the the aliens come out to a two nothing lead 
originally. Oh, true, true. Well, because the alien gets the first guy through the chest, and then at the end of like this awesome match between the alien and predator, um, the alien pulls out the W and he's chomping on this on this predator. But then you see, so actually the the last predator has a name. I didn't know this. His name is Scar because he's got like a yes, like a scar on his head from the alien uh, mm-hmm. acid DNA. So. Um, yeah, he uh, did. Scar actually just snaps the alien's head right off. It's pretty sweet, very cool. Yeah, I think it's a natural. It makes sense within the lore because in both the Predator movies, like they show their scenes where like they're understanding that the Predators are like intelligent beings, you know. So it like makes sense from the humans' perspective and for the story of the movie. I like it too, like that. Like, oh, let's go with the one that's not just, like, a bloodthirsty animal. But I do agree. It is, like, it is, like, a little too nice to the Predators. Dude, okay. (laughs) So we're at the the point of the movie now where we learn about the backstory here. And let let me ask you if after I'm done describing... What happens here if you think that the predators are the good guys in this? Scenario. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All exactly. Right? So this is what's going on. Every, I think every hundred years or so, the predators come and they, um, as a as a as a like a passage uh, or a ritual rather for for new up and coming warriors, they have these predators go hunt these aliens. Now they're. The predators are breeding these aliens using human sacrifices um, throughout the ages. So they expected mm. these humans to just sacrifice themselves because obviously you need the face hugger before you can, you know, become uh, mm-hmm. become an alien. They they captured a queen, so they have this queen in captivity laying eggs. And if their predators fail, if they fail to defeat the uh, the aliens, they nuke the entire civilization. <laughs> yeah which right? they've done like, before they've done it before and they'll do it again even without like obviously the human factor is big but even that like if you're thinking from the alien side or the predator side it's like well the aliens are just being bred to like be killed by these predators so you right? kind of even feel bad for them even though like yeah actually oh yeah you just kind of feel bad like Never thought I'd say that, but I kind of feel bad for the alien. I feel bad for them. They didn't ask for this. They just want to get their queen out of there and go back to LV-426 and do their (laughs) thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. um, So, yeah, you tell me if the Predators are the good guys. (laughs) Because from this point on, like, they're certainly positioned as the good guys. That's for sure. This movie was written by a Predator. (laughs) Well, it makes the most... It does make sense and like... Like, their reasoning is sound, like the enemy of my... You can't really reason with the alien, I guess. Or, like, so, maybe that's... Maybe they could have written an alternative, you know? Like, that's maybe that's how the propaganda gets into you, but... You know what? I, I actually... I do like that uh, that explanation. And so what Goo is talking about is... I, I think we're down to, like, two people now. Lex and someone else. And she's like, hey, I'm gonna give the Predator its gun back so it can destroy the aliens. Because I'm gonna pick a side... Which, I mean, like, what else are you going to do at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and like, that's, like, basically, like, because they see, like, oh, these guys can actually, like, reason and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it makes sense. They, and, like, I think they do a good job with her and the Predator and Scar, like, Scar, like, getting her to convince him and stuff like that. And, like, 
the way they actually build up their friendship, I think, or maybe uh, maybe friendship's not the right word. I think they they do become friends by the end, but I think I they think do a good job of do like having them hit all the right steps. But it it is just funny, like to kind of portray a predator that way because yeah they do like even going back to the their previous movies like as a concept like they suck like and they they even say it in this movie or no they say it in um predator 2 but they like they are essentially like those guys who go and like shoot lions and stuff like that and like elephants you know like like those type of assholes so like uh it's funny to like then be like be like be like that's our that's the guy we're teaming up with you know well and not only that but like they legitimately suck too because they're i mean they're rookies for for lack of better term <laughs> yeah I, true. I don't i don't think they send like their best of the best like it's <laughs> like they send the the young up-and-comers that need to prove themselves as, as warriors <laughs> you know i mean that, that's their whole yeah. gimmick right like they 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 send the ones that i don't know I don't know what you do after the, you pass the assignment, but I don't think you come back and do it again. It's like the Hunger Games. Once you've won, you're out. The one key piece of Predator propaganda I notice is in the first two Predator movies, they both the main characters have a line where they say to the Predator, you're one ugly mother, you know what? <laughs> and in this, she says it to an alien. And I could totally see the Predator writing room where they're like, yeah. uh... And you know that's t- that part where they say the mean line about us? Yeah, let's we're gonna say it about the alien instead. Uh, we're let me not tell ugly. you something, Goo. I was ready at the end of the movie when the Predator took off its helmet. He has his big mandibles going everywhere. I was ready for Lex to just be like, "You're beautiful," and give him a big French kiss or something. Like, I this, thought they should have kissed. Yeah, this was written by a Predator. <laughs> Goddamn Predator! Predator is the hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Um, all right, so we, uh, we're at the point now where Lex gives the Predator back its gun, and what a difference this makes, holy cow. This Predator is mauling, mauling aliens like, like nobody's business now, which really makes you think they should have just done this from the very beginning. But, but, Gooey, but, then I'm thinking to myself, okay, another, another black mark against these so-called Predators here, but... If if the predators are are such upstanding, willing to make deals with humans, why did they kill all the guards outside in Antarctica for just standing there doing nothing? Like, why not just like <laughs> sneak past well, them and go do your business? Um, because because um before before this, uh, they made the point of like they're mad because they're they're in their pyramid like touching their stuff you know stop touching Mm. my things put my gun back you know so they're they're like that's why they're mad at the humans and i think that actually kind of made sense because because honestly actually like in the other predator movies like they don't even like if they they don't go after someone typically who's not like a good mark you know they're looking for someone like a hunter would want like the buck with the biggest horns you know mm. they're looking out for guys like arnie or uh in predator 2 they're seeing danny glover do his cool cop moves and they're like that's what i want so it's not it's not that they like uh pity them but it's like oh that wouldn't be a good mark but here i think it's specifically they're like these people are like uh they're up in our stuff like messing with our stuff i think i guess they want the people to I, be I mean, down like, there i don't know man because he 
the one predator, he's about to he's about to slay Wayland, and he kind of uses his predator vision to see like the cancer cells inside of him, and he's like, you yeah, know what? yeah, nah, yeah, I'm not, you, you're okay. And then Wayland actually True. pulls off a super badass move. He's like, you will not turn your back on me. <laughs> <laughs> Torches him with a flamethrower. Like- that's awesome. that's why I wish he had a mean streak or something because it felt like man he just he let you live and you're gonna torch him up you know I, I would have been I was cheering in that dude uh, I was like this guy is the best guy in this movie like he's awesome I was like you just you you messed it up you messed it up he's gonna let you live I mean what else? I mean if an alien was gonna get this guy he was he was winded like you know it's not uh, like. It's not like he was, he was, do he much was ready. He was ready to die. He had he has his bishop yeah. back up ready to go anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this this predator is, is mauling is mauling aliens everywhere. And a, a great, a fantastic scene where they kill an alien and the, the predator pulls off the alien's skull and like makes a shield of it to give to Lex and like that has his tail as a spear. This is so good. And you're like, dang, this predator is not so bad after all. Well, that's what the movie wants you to believe. Yeah. Um, well, and that's cool too. Uh, one thing that's that's worth pointing out is this has been teased all the way back to in Predator 2. At the end, Danny Glover ends up on a ship and he sees like his wall of trophies or whatever. And he's got all the skulls and he has a xenomorph skull um, on like on his little trophy wall and so even as far back as that they were teasing it but i liked i guess he's making it into a shield but it made me think of that yeah it is cool yeah there's different uh... skulls there's like human skull and then there's one that looks like an alien t-rex and you're like what is that you know yeah, it's sick. Hell yeah. <laughs> One of the uh, the predators in, well, Predators, the movie Predators, has um, like the same xenomorph like uh, blades on his little on his little helmet. Very cool. Oh yeah, see, it's canon still. So here we go. The queen escapes. The queen alien is free. Actually, escapes is the wrong word. All the other aliens bust out the queen by. This looked painful as hell. Actually, they were using their own blood to 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 break the lock. Like locking her, yeah, that Dang. was intense. That was brutal. That was brutal. But I guess you, you got to do what you got to do to be free. The nasty um, goop sack comes off. Ugh. Oh, dude, <laughs> that damn thing. Ugh. Um. So yeah, we're in, we're in the final stretches now. So the predator lays a bomb in the pyramid, and the pyramid's about to go sky high. So the predator and Lex, they're teaming up. They're they're running as fast as they can out of this pyramid, and they they make it out and up the tube, up the ice tube. Um, <laughs> this is in where a great I was, scene. I was losing it because it's like this is where I was like they're they're running. This is when they're on the surface too, but they're running side by side. There's explosions behind them. It looks like a shot from a buddy cop movie, and then they're going <laughs> up the tube together. And I was like, "This is so awesome!" Like she is like bonding so hard with this. Pro- like by the end, when they're giving her props or whatever, like you buy it. Like yeah, she she really went through it with them. I literally thought they were like gonna just passionately start. Kissing <laughs> yeah, at the end of the movie. After going through something like that, how could you not? I don't know, man. It seems <laughs> it's, it, she seemed especially distraught because Bottle Cap die, guy died, who they were kind of hitting it off. So I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, their their crazy chemistry, it was their charisma light lit up the screen. Yeah. You know, but then like back to my point though, like Bottle Cap guy died. He I mean, was he the best death in the movie? Like the best human death in the movie? Because like basically she has to shoot him because he's about to to have a chest burst. Um mm-hmm. there's just yeah, not probably. a lot of there's not a lot of cool well, deaths in this movie. Wayland's because of the yeah, because you're right. You're right. Moment. Yeah, you're right. That <laughs> yeah. was pretty sick. That was pretty cool. Um, anyway, so they're they're up, they're up in the Arctic, and uh, the Queen has followed them. So now we're gonna have one last showdown, and the uh, the Predator and Lex work together to, in fact, <laughs> yes. defeat the Queen Alien, the Queen Xenomorph. They uh, what do they do? They they basically tie her to some kind of object that's sinking into yeah, the Arctic it's like a, Ocean. It's like a building, essentially, yeah. that has like a frame they can tie. She's got her chains still like on her that she's yeah. like chained down with, so they like she like so, ties just like a little knot, and that's you know, that's like fine. to my point, there is evidence of this happening if like somehow, some yeah. way, Lex can be like, we gotta go scuba diving in the Antarctic Ocean. Well, <laughs> if she even gets back, I don't know how she gets back home. Yeah, you know what? That, that's, that's a good what, point. Yeah, that's what's so funny is she's out there with like no coat on. She like her coat got acided. She would die in like ten minutes or whatever. And the predators come down to give her props, and then it's like, I would be like, can I get a ride yeah. or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Um, that's why i think she just died out there and no one ever no one ever followed up on it she she should have kissed our our guy maybe they would have taken her with him although actually probably not because he died he dies he gets a a queen alien tail right through the heart and he succumbs to his wounds but not before uh giving lex some marks on her cheeks uh like the own marks on his helmet which is like the it's like the initiation. It's like you're an honorary predator. Yeah. So it's an evolution in predator. They just he just kills it. Predator's an an a hole. He sucks. And the second one he is too. But like they have they have a battle and they take him out and and other predators show up and they don't talk. But you presume they're like you know what that guy sucked anyway. Here's a here's a trophy and yeah. then they just leave. They actually give him. They give Danny Glover the flintlock pistol that the girl in Prey has. Little really? Easter egg there. Yeah. Cool. So we don't know how they got it from her. So maybe that's bad. That's bad news. Um, but anyway, in this, they take it even further where they're like, the one guy, the Predator is now like, we like him. Uh, <laughs> and he gives her the markings. And the other ones, they don't just give her some old gun. They give her like a, his cool like alien weapon, which seems like they're not even worried about people finding out about them, apparently, yeah. you know. But maybe Shoot. they're like, you know what, you're going to die out here, so it's fine. She's like, do you got a code instead? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, they they go off into space, and I'm like, just like, how hard would it be to drop her off, like, anywhere? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess maybe that goes against the uh, what, what Predator the benevolent code. predators are uh, capable of doing. So, so, Scar, so they actually take the dead body of Scar the Predator onto the ship. They being the... the, the so I, let me back up, actually, because if out of context, it probably doesn't make sense. So once once uh, 
Lex and Scar the Predator have defeated the alien queen and they're about to make out and they're in the Arctic. She has no coat and he dies and she's just like, oh boy. Um, then out of nowhere, the big predator ship and all the predator fleet shows up and they're like, you're one of us. Good job. And they bring Scar's body onto their ship and they leave Lex, uh, presumably to to freeze to death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, the cool thing, the cool thing about what happens next is that, uh, Scar, the predator actually, when he was fighting the xenomorph earlier, and he killed it so stylishly. He actually got facehuggered. Although you don't actually see it. You just see the facehugger jumping towards it. And then the, the camera cuts. But mm-hmm. by God, his chest bursts. And he's got a Predalien inside of him. And that's actually what they're called. Yes. Predaliens. Predalien. Oh, yes. Predalien. And it dude, it comes out and it's got the mandible oh. thing. Yeah, that was sick. I can't, I can't wait for AVPR. You know, AVPR is the only alien movie I've never seen, actually. I've never, yeah, I've never seen it. So I, it, it sounds like it's horrible. That's what people say, but you know That's what? I've heard. I want, I want to see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I know that the Predalien is a, is a player in that movie. So I mean, Predalien. That, that alone, I feel like, is worth the price of admission. You know? Yeah, for sure. I gotta, you know, I'm not even gonna look. I was like, should I look at what this looks like? No, I want to see it on screen. No, no, no. no. Yeah, you got to save it. Um, so I would say this in, in kind of closing about AVP. I think that, you know, it, it's like when we're talking about like Metroid or Zelda or something like that. And you start talking about games like um, like Federation Force or like Cadence of Hyrule or something like that. Like you, mm-hmm. you can't rate them the exact same way that you would rate the main series. And I think that that rule of thumb applies to this movie as well. So I, I kind of was like, listen, like, does this movie have some weak spots? Yes. Like, I think that it's missing, like, a, a star and or, like, good characters that you actually kind of care about. I think mm-hmm. that it's missing, like, really good, like, death scenes. I think the lighting kind of stinks sometimes and some other flaws. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just like, it's fun. It's different. It doesn't, like, ruin or contradict the, the main series why not you know why not yeah yeah it doesn't you know it, it exists as its own thing i think yeah. it's it's called it delivers on alien versus predator and then it has a it has a like like a schlocky fun storyline that i i actually kind of like i like i agree with like the the only like those other things aside those little things i complained about the only thing that i think would make it better is if like yeah some of the the cast yeah. It was like a little bit more fun, but that would, you know, like I said, it's, I kind of understand what the situation is here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's too bad, but it's, uh, it's, it's not like, like, I, I feel like you'd have to really go in with like a, a bad frame of mind to like not enjoy most of this movie. Even if you're just like sitting there eating your popcorn and only half paying attention, like I think right. that that's kind of all you yeah. need. If you're going in and watching this movie, you're already weird. You're weird because you want to watch this movie. Uh, so you might as well enjoy... You should enjoy the weird movie. You know, like, let's not act like we're above it or anything. You know, we're not We're not above this. It's, no. no. It's goofy. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not prestige. It's goofy schlock, which is what 
our boy Paul delivers to us. And sometimes you I need think that, man. Sometimes you need it. I I think it's fun. I was cackling. Uh, I was also clapping. You know, <laughs> I, I had both. I was excited and and laughing. You know, I, it yeah. it made me think of. Um, we'll talk about this more later. But Doom. It made me think of Doom, which is both so awesome yet it's so goofy you know it's so silly and um yeah i don't know i loved it yeah it's uh it made me really excited for for avpr like i want to see it yeah taken to an even more insane level and i like i love alien i love prometheus i love covenant i love aliens i love all the like serious and philosophical themes of those movies man sometimes you just want to see a big old alien and a big old predator just <laughs> button heads you know like, yeah <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that yeah yeah it doesn't I, it doesn't lessen alien you know alien is no. always going to be alien yeah. you know yeah, yeah. I, like i think like some spinoffs i actually i can't think of any off the top of my head but like some video game spinoffs are like so legitimately terrible that they kind of lessen like the the main <laughs> series a little bit especially if that's all you're getting and i guess yeah. i could see in in 2004 if you're like you know if you're like oh this this is what's next like this can't be what's next for the alien franchise but i think even at that point off the last two movies with how they were received and and i even like like yeah. three and stuff but you know what i mean like i i feel like it's I think i'm not saying like a hard reboot or something like that and and like which I I think would like if you're watching this you know it's sh- it's probably gonna come eventually like yeah. I don't know yeah so I'm not I, saying I, you should just accept any old garbage by any means or you shouldn't be critical like I definitely think you should but I think like well, with I, this like, I think that this movie was like a like a jump start like uh, to both franchises like like we said mm-hmm. like I think like yeah Alien versus Predator and AVPR for that matter not ever gonna be like the the most critically loved films of all time, maybe not even going to be like the most like beloved by the fan base. But I think that you can't argue the fact that like both alien and predator as franchises were better off after these movies came out. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, I think at least this one, I think, uh, like I said, I think AV PR, like seems like it had such of a negative thing that it, it did kind of, but then again, like when then it was like, OK, let's get back to make like I remember the we'll talk about the hype for Prometheus. But I feel like even I wasn't like super into Alien at that time beyond like I like the old ones. Like but the like the actual like hype for like that was like intense. And and I think, you know, you could maybe make an argument if like no one like no other alien movie came again. No one ever cared again. But I don't think that would have been possible, you know. Yeah. And also, like, who cares? I don't know. Like, they could never make, for me personally, they could never make an alien movie again. And that would be fine by me. Because, like, I, I don't care about it for the franchise. I care about each one for its own specific reason and why it connected with me, you know. So, like, I don't need there to be another one. But that's a whole that's a whole different topic, you know. I agree. I agree. <laughs> alien in review will return in uh in probably the near future probably another uh, little bit before our next installment but the next installment is avpr and i'm i'm fired up about that i can't wait um in the meantime if you enjoy these episodes as i hope that you guys do 
Uh, you can check out Goo and I over on Virtual Theater. It's our podcast where we talk about video game movies and the stories that shape them. Uh, we got tons and tons and tons and tons of episodes over there for you to check out. Um, and not just video game movies either. We did like The Matrix. We did John Wick. We've done um, a lot of other different stuff over there. So if the, you know, you're not just limited to just that. In fact, we actually, uh, if you really want to go uh, hardcore, we have a uh, a uh, a short episode. It's it's, it's not going to be as in depth as when we get there on Alien in Review, but we have a short episode on Prometheus in our Patreon, mm-hmm. which you can sign up for for one buck. So uh, throwing that out there for you. But uh, yeah. You can check us out at Virtual Theater X and then Virtual Theater River Gear Podcast. Goo, thanks for uh, thanks for gracing us today with uh, your analysis, your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's always a pleasure. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, okay, we are going to get out of here. Of course, we would love for everybody to check us out over on Twitter and Blue Sky at Omega Metroid Pod at Spateri three sixteen at gooey fame at flashback 64 as well give that a follow um which i i think you're on blue sky for sure you're is it's flashback 64 on twitter right is that right yeah yeah i think so okay. yeah on on anywhere if you search flashback 64 sometimes there's pod in there that might just be i don't know we're we're on, we're on everything go find it it won't take much to find it okay it's not hard we have like a link tree somewhere where you can oh that's on all the things that's professional (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, all right well check out uh of course check out omega metroid wherever you get your podcast like subscribe recommend rate review all that fun stuff if you got a metroid fan in your life tell about the omega metroid podcast we're doing this every single week omegametroid.com has all of your metroid guides and news and thought pieces and maps and you name it it's there a uh, great place for metroid fans to, to check out learn a little bit about the series um of course we're also over on patreon as i mentioned uh we got the great metroid area ranking going on which is of course a riff on gooey's dungeon dive which is uh again much appreciated so make sure that you check that out and with that my friends we are out of here but we'll see you back here next week Take care.